Happy New Year, happy anniversary, happy birthday, happy 12th day of Christmas, happy Sunday. Everybody likes being happy, don't they? I mean, I do, you do, and uh, we want it ha not happiness not just for ourselves, but for all those people around us, which is why we say happy birthday and happy anniversary and happy all of those other things. So everybody wants to be happy. The hitch, however, is how do we get there? Because not every path that promises happiness actually delivers, as any of us that have been around for more than a decade or so have encountered. Because we've all, let's be honest, we've all done stupid stuff that we hoped would make us happy and didn't. And we tried it because, well, you know, it, it looked or tasted or smelled or felt yummy, at least at the beginning. And it seemed like a good idea at the time. And it looked fun or cool on TV or in the movies. Or we thought, you know, what could go wrong? And the good news is most of the stupid stuff that we did did no more harm to us than maybe some embarrassment and losing a little bit of time or money. But sadly, however, some of us have done some things looking for happiness that really caused some genuine harm to ourselves or to other people or maybe to both. And it may have cost us our health or our reputation, or our marriage, or a job, or our, our, the respect of our family, or our friends, or a lot of time and money. And some of us have had those sorts of experiences. Well, the good news is, among the things that God wants to give us as His children, happiness is on the list. And not only does God want us to be happy, He tells us how to do that. And He does that in Psalm 84 that we just prayed. Now, it's going to be on the screen. It's going to be on your sermon notes page. If you've got your Bible, it's there, however you want to find that out. But the psalm starts out like this. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts. My soul has a desire and longing for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. Hardwired, hardwired into each of us is a desire and a longing to belong. We all want to be part of something bigger than just ourselves. A group, a club, a tribe, a fraternity, a sorority, a family. Everybody wants to be accepted and appreciated and loved. So when people go to a bar or pay a prostitute or join a street gang, it's because they're looking for acceptance and appreciation. They're looking for a good thing. They're just looking for love in all the wrong places. Or people who spend hours on social media because they, they want, they have virtual friends. They're craving connection, which is a good thing. But the problem with virtual friends is they are virtual, which by definition, virtual means it's not really real. It just looks real. You see, our soul seeks, our soul seeks connection and love and acceptance and happiness together. And what we're going to find is that what we're really looking for, whether we know it or not or recognize it or not, is a relationship with God. That there's this God-shaped hole inside of each of us, and the only thing that will fill that hole with happiness is God Himself. And until we find our place in God's kingdom and in God's family, we're never really going to be happy. So how do, we, how do we find that place? Well, verse 2, the sparrow has found her a house and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young by the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. 
And here it is, verse 3. Happy, happy are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Your being here right now in this place goes a long way towards helping you find lasting and genuine happiness. It's going to be found here. You say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Church is supposed to be a happy place? I come here to try to, to get happy? Well, yeah, if we're doing it right. Now, unfortunately, too many churches work really hard at being sad. And they make you feel guilty rather than joyful. Or they're just bland and boring. And if God wanted life to be gloomy all the time, Lent would go all year round instead of only 40 days. And we wouldn't finish Lent with Easter with, you know, hallelujah and all the good news about resurrection. But see, see, God is a joyful God and He wants us to be joyful and He wants to give us happiness as well that is found in Him. Okay, so there we are. We're going to be find happiness. Well, how are we going to do that? Verse 4, happy, and there's that word again. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on the pilgrim's way. This relationship with Jesus is not so much a destination as it is a journey. We're on a pilgrimage. We are pilgrims on our way. Now, this journey has a destination, and that would be heaven with God and each other forever. But that's not what we have now. We're on a pilgrimage on a journey. And God has treats for us every step along the way. And happiness happens as we look around and notice God's presence all around us all the time. Happiness happens as we expand the experience of life and learn new things. Happiness happens as we grow up from being spiritual babies to children to adolescents to fully mature adults in faith, hope, and love. Now, I loved my children when they were babies, but I'm so glad they aren't babies anymore. I mean, I do not miss dirty diapers and crying kids and sleepless nights and mopping up messes. Instead, the older they get, the more fun they are. And the prouder I am of them as they blossom into responsible, competent, confident adults out on their own. Well, God is the same way with us. He loves us when we're spiritual babies or children or adolescents, but his desire is that we would grow up in faith and hope and love to be responsible, competent, confident adult partners with him in changing the world. That takes some work, though. But being on the pilgrim's way, to set our heart on the pilgrim's way, happy are those who do that. Okay, so does that mean that life with Jesus is always happy? Well, verse 5 answers that. Those who go through the desolate valley will find it a place of springs, for the early rains have covered it with pools of water. Nobody's life is happy all the time. Okay? Everybody walks through desolate valleys. Manure happens to everyone, and every pilgrim steps in some of that some of the times. But when we do, God is there with us with springs of water to refresh us, and to pour out enough rain on us to wash off most of the manure. And God is there with us. Verse 6, they will climb from height to height, and the God of gods will reveal himself in Zion. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. As we climb from height to height, and life can be hard and feel like a climb sometimes. But as we climb from height to height, God 
is with us. And when we hurt, He hurts. But when we pray, He listens. And when we're attacked, He intervenes. Verse 8, Behold our defender, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. When we are attacked, God's anointed, and the Hebrew word for anointed is Messiah, Okay, so when we're attacked, Jesus the Messiah is our defender, especially those of us who are in the Messiah family. Verse 9, for one day in your courts is better than a thousand in my own room, and to stand at the threshold of the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. You know, when you remember all those stupid things that you did, hoping to find happiness and didn't, well... Or those places that you went or those people that you hung out with. The psalm tells us here that one day being with God is better than a thousand days being alone in front of the computer screen trying to hook up with my virtual friends. And it's better to just cross the threshold into this room here with God's people who love us than to spend an entire life with people who are selfish and who only want to use us or chew us up and spit us out. That our being here together is probably the key to unlock the happiness that God has for you. And if you are unhappy in your life right now, and you're not here pretty much every Sunday or when we do other stuff, there's probably a connection. And God has that happiness for you as you come here and as you set your heart on the pilgrim's way. Verse 10, for the Lord God is both sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. Different things make us happy at different times of our life and in different circumstances. And when life feels cold or dark around us, God becomes our sunshine. And when life gets to be a little too hot or a little too bright, then God is our shield and our shade giving us grace and glory. Verse 11. Oh, this is the good one. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk with integrity. Good gifts. Our good God gives us good gifts. And He promises to meet all of our needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus and glory. God promises that. Now, the other side of that, however, is... If God does withhold something from us, if He says to us, to our prayer, no, or not yet, then that must mean that it's not actually a good thing. You say, oh, well, 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 but that's what I want. And it's a great thing. Well, this is when we get to decide and get to choose and get to confess that God is God and we are not. I don't like hearing a no or a not yet any more than any of you. I like, I want what I want when I want it, just like you do but recognizing that God is God and I am not. And I get to learn to trust Him, get to learn to trust that He loves me, that He wants me in His family, get to trust that He knows what's best for me, get to trust that He knows me better than I even know myself. He knows what's best for me, what's best for those around me. He knows what's actually a good thing and not just what I think is a good thing. Because if He says no or not yet, it may be a good thing at some point, just not yet. Because only as we learn to trust God are we actually going to find true and lasting happiness, which is how the psalm ends. O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. And it's true. 
not just because the Bible says it, but because scientific studies have shown over and over and over again that people of faith tend to live healthier and longer and report being happier than people without a faith. And that people who attend church tend to have happier marriages and happier sex lives and get to, uh, tend to get fewer divorces. And children who grow up in church tend to do better in school and get in trouble less often, and they have fewer times of getting pregnant or doing drugs or being arrested or taking guns to school to shoot people. What you're doing right here and right now in being together with God and with His people of, of choosing to be on the pilgrim's way and seeking to grow in your faith, hope, and love those are going to go a long way towards finding you, getting you, securing for you lasting and genuine happiness. You want to be happy? Psalm 84 tells us how. Be here in God's house with God's family every Sunday and when we're doing stuff. Set your heart on the pilgrim's way and determine to grow up in your faith, hope, and love. And choose to trust God no matter what happens, no matter what he does or doesn't do, choose to trust God because happy are they who put their trust in him.